Welcome to The O Show, your number one podcast for everything training, mindset, and nutrition. I am your host, Oren McCurry, and it is my goal to help you access the best information around to allow you to kick ass in the gym, in the kitchen, and most importantly, in your head. Between my own experiences and those of my amazing guests, I'm confident we will do that. So let's strap in and level up your life starting right now. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, guys. Welcome to today's episode of The O Show, and we are back with Team OMC member Shireen. How are you today, Shireen? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. People are going to be used to hearing you on the podcast. Obviously, we had you on about two weeks ago when you first joined the team, and we're going to have this as a recurring sort of fortnightly, maybe every three weeks theme where we come on to have a bit of a discussion like a normal guest would, but still short and sharp. So they're used to hearing me for the the Monday Nuggets, but sometimes I want to have a conversation with somebody about a to- topic rather than just preaching to people about my thoughts on it. So we're going to try to get it where it's little bite-sized nuggets about different topics like cheat meals, flexible diet. And, and today we're just going to talk about the concept of cheat meals or untracked meals or whatever it is that you personally like to call it. Whoever's listening to this likes to call it, but let's, let's dig into this because there's a couple of different viewpoints on this, and I think it's going to really depend on whether you're a normal lifestyle client who just wants to lose a bit of fat and feel a bit better while still having social events versus a prep client, okay? So probably best to start with a prep client, okay? Because that's the easiest. As somebody who's done preps before with a coach and you've been accountable to somebody, what's your thoughts on a cheat meal during prep? Uh, less than ideal. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, if you can help it, definitely not. Um, I mean, you're counting everything to the gram, you know, you're doing cardio, you're doing everything, um, trying to cut fat. So, and you're prepping for a show too. So, you know, you have to come in lean and competitive for the show. So, yeah. Yeah. So less than ideal, right? But can it be done? And here's, here's the thing. I've had two different approaches on a serious prep. I've had one year where I had Jordan Peters prepping me. So he's a really good bodybuilding coach. First guy to ever properly coach me. And as part of his thing, he had, okay, every Saturday night, I want you to take the missus out, whatever. You've got a thousand calorie window as your cheat meal or on track meal, whatever we called it. And that was where I could literally pick something as long as I wasn't absolutely blowing the arse out of it. And that's a scenario where Jordan probably worked out how much of a deficit if that's a thousand calories meal right he's maybe put me in an extra 200 calorie deficit five days of the week to make up for that 1000 calories which means that over the week i'm still eating the same amount of calories but he's just allowed that mental flexibility now is it optimal or is it ideal who knows but it worked for me right for that first ever prep maybe it was because it was my first prep and i wasn't like a serious bodybuilding it was like i was kind of like a hobby builder right like just fucking go and having some fun with it but maybe his philosophy's changed now that was 2014 so seven years ago so maybe it's changed but what do you think about that approach like would you ever implement that with somebody who has a serious goal like a, a a comp or a photo shoot say would you implement something like that with a calorie goal or is your thoughts that it's best to just remove that sort of um temptation um, I think it depends on the show. I think it depends on um, their progress during their prep as well, to be honest. So if someone's not really 
in shape as such, according to how many weeks they are into their prep, probably not going to be an ideal idea. They probably could try and tweak, if they are macro camping, tweak a few things so that they can kind of eat um, within their macros like a normal going out type meal. But yeah, I'd still, I think I'd still steer away from it if being in comp prep, but I guess it just depends on the comp that you're in, how lean you have to get for that comp and yeah. And if it, I mean, if it keeps you sane and if you end up getting the results, I guess that's the main thing at the end of the day, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if, um, yeah, if that would be a good way to go. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe 100%. more so for a life, a lifestyle client, I think that would be a really good thing um, to keep people sane in a sense, if they get to have that little um, off track meal, but yeah. Yeah. And I think it's judging where it's at. Cause like I said, Jordan did that with me in 2014. Now, last year, I've been working with my own coach, Callum, for three years. And we did that photo shoot prep where I'd done the photo shoot with all my clients. And for that, I didn't touch a cheat meal. Like, I maybe had some events where I'd tell him, hey, listen, it's Evie's first birthday. There's going to be some cake. Are you all right if I just move some carbs around and, like, just don't eat, like, a dickhead and have a slice of cake and don't eat as much carbs throughout the rest of the day? Or maybe if I've trained that day, I can fit it in. So we talked about that. We had those conversations, but I didn't have a cheat meal for probably 16, 12, 16, 20 weeks, whatever the actual locked in diet phase was. That was just, there was non-negotiable. And during that, because I had the goal of obviously like, it's the same as getting on stage in a bikini or in your trunks or whatever. I was getting my kid off for a photo shoot. I had to prove that I had what it took to get lean enough and present something that could motivate my clients and also it's essentially like a business expense, right? So I was, it was like a job. To me, the photo shoot was a job. So I didn't stray from that. Literally, the only time I went off track was, like I said, when we agreed, we had the events on and it was just moving things around, still sticking to it. Or there was the case of at the very end, he gave me a burger the night before the shoot because I had a shoot the day before. And he said to me, okay, don't blow it. Have just a single cheeseburger and some fries tonight ahead of your shoot tomorrow probably more of a relaxation thing. Let's give him a meal, refeed him a bit, give him just something that's going to relax him a bit, take the stress levels down. He told me to do it. So it was, it was in, but if you've got a serious goal like that, you cannot be telling your coach that everything's fine and you're throwing in cheat meals by yourself. You've got to go by the guidelines. And like the first example, Jordan told me to have a thousand calories dinner. I'll go out and have a thousand calorie dinner. Um, Callum told me not to have any cheat meals because the goal was to get as peeled as possible with his way of doing things. And that meant no cheat meals, but it's still following the coaches, coaches sort of tactics or approach for the period, right? And just doing what they say and within reason. If he said a thousand calories, you bet I wasn't going and having 1500 or 2000 calories or having a free for all. I was being really careful about what I was ordering. Is it a starter and a main? Is it a steak and then a dessert, something more calorific for dessert, but I'm having a reasonably healthy dinner, like low calorie dinner in comparison. So it's it's all these different choices you've got for prep. Now, Shireen, one thing you mentioned was that the, the one cheat meal might be great for a lifestyle client. So let's talk about why that sort of approach where you've got a set calorie goal or something to aim for, like that one meal per weekend, why would that be useful for a lifestyle competitor then? Thanks for lifestyle clients I think it's like I said um keep them sane keep them feel like you know you know your overall goal is yeah okay it's for weight loss that kind of thing 
but I guess it's not so serious that you're prepping for a comp, you know, so yeah. you're not stuck to a deadline or anything like that. You still need to be sociable, still needs to be somewhat sustainable as well and enjoy the process as well. So I think that's something that's really important um, because sometimes I, with fat loss as well, it can sometimes feel like it's more of a punishment than anything else, at, which makes it far more challenging. Yeah, 100%. And I think what we do at Team OMC, which works quite well, is we work out somebody's calories, which it, to be honest with everyone is just a guess, right? We guess based on what we are presented with in your console forms. We guess what calories you need. They might need adjusted in the first two weeks. So for those couple of weeks, I tell everyone, don't go off this. If I'm giving you 2,000 calories a day, eat 2,000 calories a day, be as close to these macros as possible so I can see if this is working for you and the results you want to get to. Then after that, if they've got social events or they want to have that regular cheat meal, untrack meal, whatever you want to call it. I think cheat has this negative thing that you shouldn't be doing it, which is in the case of uh, prep, it's obviously something you shouldn't be doing. Um, but for a normal person, there's nothing wrong with having a meal off plan. So let's just call it untracked meal because it's less negative. So that untracked meal can then be factored in, but I need to know that they're having this and that they're quite consistent. Like for example, I'll be quite easy for my coach to program for my, my cheat meal every weekend or untracked meal. I keep calling it cheat meals, but it, if I have the same thing every week, which I do, I go to Brooklyn Lounge in Scarborough and I get the same burger pretty much religiously every week on Uber Eats. We nearly order at the same time every week too when the girls go to sleep. That's just something that me and my wife do as a little date night where we can't go out and like Mabel is what, five weeks old now. We can't go out to a restaurant for a dinner. So we just order in every week and we watch some TV and it's just that downtime. And that, if people need that and it's quite consistent with what they're having, or you've got this sort of calorie window, it's quite easy for us as coaches to then manipulate it and be like, okay, let's just give them these calories during the week, allow for that extra little bit on the weekend, and it's easy done. But 100%. you've got kind of got to go through those couple of weeks where it's like, okay, guesswork. And you've also got to accept that if you go off the rails with your diet and you're not honest with your coach that you are taking ownership and you're accepting that that's going to move you further away from your goals. Like I don't have an issue with somebody going out and getting blind drunk or having an unplanned cheat meal. If that's what they need to do, do it. As long as they take ownership of that and they then tell me so we can correct the course a little bit. What do you think about, what do you think about that in terms of how you would approach it? Like if somebody does slip up, but actually let's say, uh, how much, how, what percentage of people do you think maybe do slip up, but don't tell you? Oh, far more than we would like to think, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's, I guess that's where the problem lies though, is that as coaches, you really want someone or your clients to be really honest with you. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to get results is by staying accountable, um, answering to your coach and letting them know what you've done. And if you slipped up, because at the end of the day, if you're not honest, you know, those calories add up, you're not going to make any progress. You're coming back to us going, oh, I'm not making any progress, but I'm being 100% in my training. I'm being 100% in my um, diet. I'm being 100% in all other areas of my life. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know what's going on here. We're obviously going to be thinking, okay, well, the macros that they're on is obviously too much for fat loss probably want to up 
cardio as well to increase that deficit. And it's probably going to be way harder for you in the end anyway. So it's probably best to try and be accountable and yeah, let your coach know if you do screw up. I mean, everyone screws up. We're all human, aren't we? And especially if you're a lifestyle client, you know, yeah. you don't have to be on point 110% of the time. Yeah. hundred percent. And like, we expect people to have lives. Like we're humans too. We like pizza and fucking burgers and we like, you know, sweet stuff and cakes and whatever. Like we all like donuts and you know, we, we're humans. We understand that people are drawn to these foods because as coaches, we are also drawn to them, but it's just like being up front and taking ownership, right? Well, if I have that bit of cake tonight, that means I've went over on my calories, which means I'm going to have to fix something later in the week, or I've got, I'm going to blow it out and I'm going to fucking get 10 chocolate bars at the servo because I'm too hungry because O's dropped my calories because I didn't tell him about that cheat meal last night and he dropped my calories by 200 calories this week and I'm starving. So there's always a negative re repercussion, right? Like you not telling your coach about that cheat meal, that extra say a thousand calories has led the coach to maybe make a deficit of a thousand calories over your whole week, which means that you're eating, you know, maybe 150 to 200 calories less every single day, which is in turn going to make you more hungry, which is in turn going to lead to those binges. I said the servo because it's so easy to just be going in to get fuel and see a Twix or a Snickers bar there and be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just grabbing that. Like that's what they're designed to do. And that's whenever you will probably slip up when you're hungry like this because you haven't told your coach about that thousand calorie cheat meal and they've thought, oh, listen, Shireen's been bang on with her food this week. I'm going to just change it because obviously the calories are too high for her to cut the body fat. And then you get all these negative repercussions because you just haven't owned it and haven't just been honest with the coach. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So I think... To round it kind of up, if you're in a serious goal, like a photo shoot or a prep, cheat meals are a no-no unless coach says so, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically selling your life to your coach. If you want to, you know, go into a bodybuilding show, that's pretty much what you sign up for. Yeah. 100%. But if you're a lifestyle client and you're honest with your coach along the way and you let them know, Hey, I've got this event coming up in two weeks. Like what do we need to change or what do we need to do? Like nine times out of 10 in that scenario, I'll just tell the client, go out, enjoy it. Don't take the piss. And we'll catch up for next week's check-in to see what impact it's had with that. And then being back on your diet straight away, but they know they have that one meal, get back on track. If they've maybe got a big month ahead and they tell me I'm, I'm at every weekend, this thing, I'm like, right now we have to make the calorie changes during the week. We have to account for the fact that you're going to be going over on your calories. And that honesty is what allows lifestyle clients to have that sort of flexibility with their food and fit in these untracked meals that normally you couldn't. But if you're coming to somebody for a general lifestyle change and body transformation, don't feel like it needs to be super strict and like you're a bodybuilder, you don't need to eat chicken and rice every single day. And you don't need to avoid chocolate and cheap meals and everything. As long as you're honest with your coach about what you're intaking, it can all be fit in, basically, is what we're trying to say here, right? 100%. That's it. Yeah. Now, with that, I want to ask you a question. What was the last cheat meal or last off diet plan, on-track meal, free meal, treat meal, whatever you want to call it? What was the last big meal that you've had? And when was it? Okay, so it was last Saturday and I had McDonald's, which is unlike me. I don't normally have McDonald's, probably like <laughs> third time this year I've had Maccas. So yep. 
yeah, I felt like I was craving it. Um, kept thinking about it. So I, so I ate it, but I didn't, you know, go too overboard or anything like that. I am still counting my macros and I'm still training. So, yep. you know, yeah. hundred percent. And you've also taken ownership of that, right? Like me with the burger on a Saturday, tell the coach it's happening. He knows it happens every weekend. So it's not a surprise to him. You took ownership of that and you were like, listen, I'm going to have this on Saturday night because that's my little release or whatever you need to do. And it's not that big a deal. I'm just straight back on plan right after this meal, right? 100%. And that's that's the main thing is don't make it a blowout because it doesn't need to be. Have what you're craving, have what you want. Obviously within reason, yep. with your goals still in mind. And then just jumping back on the horse again. Don't wait till yep. tomorrow. If your cheat meal is in at midday, you've got your next meal that yep, you can 100%. jump back on the horse for, you know? Yeah. yeah. And with that, I think a lot of people also just go off the rails because they've had that one meal. But I like to tell yeah. people, I don't know whether somebody said this to me on the podcast before or something, but it just stuck with me that it's like a game of basketball, right? You've got four quarters in your day. So you've got like the breakfast period, lunch, like mid afternoon, then early evening before you go to bed again. So it's like four quarters of your day. If you fuck up with one of them and you've got a lunch and you can't get out of it and you have, you know, some fucking hot chips and you know some battered fish or something that's fine you just have to accept okay that happened i couldn't get out of it get back on track and then don't think of it as a cheat meal or that you're super all plan just think of it as a, that had to happen because of this one thing i'm just going to be super on it and straight back onto the plan rather than oh i'll just start again tomorrow and then you go home and you have a chinese for dinner and you have some ice cream after and then it's just turns into a blowout right yeah that's it that's it and it also comes down to frequency as well. So even if you didn't blow up today, but you had that off meal, that off track meal, and then or untracked meal, I should say, and then you have another untracked meal on the Monday, another yeah. of untracked meal on the Wednesday, it all adds up over time, you know. Yeah. It all comes down to what it is by the end of the week. How many calories did you go over as a whole throughout the whole week? Yeah, 100%. And well, let's just end it on this, right? You've kind of got to earn your cheat meal. That's through honesty with your coach. But also having your own way with diet has led you to the point where you need to have a coach in the first place, like where you're literally got no control over your food and you're literally having untracked meals every single night where you're not planning it and you're literally just whatever you fancy having. You'll order Mackey's in on Uber Eats. You'll do KFC the next day for lunch. You'll do a Subway. And it, that disordered eating has got that that sort of unplanned eating, sorry, where you're just eating all over the place, has led you to the point where you need a coach. You kind of got to earn it. That's why you, like I said, two weeks on your diet minimum before we can put these back in. And then you've got to be honest if you are going to be going off plan with a big calorie thing. So eating cheap meals and doing things your way has got you to worry where you are now. Take the advice of the coach and be honest with them the whole process whether you're a lifestyle or a prep client and just own the fucking shit if you're going to take anything out of this i guess it's like just take extreme ownership of your actions and that will lead to you getting the results you want do you agree absolutely absolutely awesome well this has been about 20 minutes a bit longer than we planned but we've had a serious good discussion here and this is why i wanted you on to have a bit of back and forth and we can give different opinions and your thoughts on things, which then spark more conversation rather than me just telling my opinion. So I think we're going to do these every fortnight, but guys, if you're listening and you have a topic that you want us to cover, let us know, like reach out to Sheree and reach out to me on Instagram. Just let us know, Hey, I'd love you to talk about 
reverse diet and flexible diet and your favorite carb sources, your favorite ways to grow glutes, whatever it is, training, diet, mindset, nutrition, whatever it is, just let us know and we'll get it covered. So Shireen, thank you for coming on, mate. I appreciate your time and I will speak to you soon. See you on the next one. Thank you. See you guys. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of The O Show. If you know somebody who needs to hear this episode today, please share this with them via message or on social media. Don't forget to also take a screenshot and share it on your story and tag me at Oren McCarry so we can continue to grow the podcast and help more people change their lives with the advice given here. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes as that helps people who normally wouldn't listen to the show find it and get The O Show in their ears and drive the podcast forward to help more people around the world with the advice here. Have a great day and I will speak to you soon.